Are you going to start this show? Yeah, let's. That should, um, be, the, that should be the start. Let's Are you going to start this show already? Let's talk some law. Let's talk some law, uh, Mr. Felix Sharp Esquire. Um, it, it seems pertinent at this moment in time uh, to have a discussion at, about about Mr. Henry Ruggs uh, and the whole situation there. Um, do you want me to uh, to lay out the the basic facts here, and then we can get into kind of what to expect and and some other things? Well, we should talk about why attorneys start with facts. Is that first of all, any law school that you go to you take the same classes. You take the same the same exact classes and you're taught the same way. It's just that some people go to Harvard and some people go to Cooley Law School in Lansing, Michigan. Um, and the method that an attorney is taught to think in is, is, I mean, there are different acronyms used, but at its function, at its course, IRAC, issue rule application or facts issue rule application conclusion. And so we start with the facts to determine what the issue, the legal issue is, um, what is the law in this area? We analyze it to see how the facts and uh, issue in the law mesh together. And we come to an, a conclusion. So that's why we need to know, you know, kind of exactly what happened. And that's why attorneys, when they're interviewing people or interviewing clients, they try to get very specific information because one fact that's, you know, different here or there could change the legal analysis. So, yeah, let's start with the facts there, Austin. Sure. And you're just to so to be upfront for this, everybody knows, um, you're not a criminal attorney, but you do go to court and um, you know do all similar things that a criminal attorney would do. Just the subject matter is completely different. So you're the same, but that, completely different. True. Like I've had about four, four jury trials. I first chair to trial, which means that you're the one leading everything. I think 16 months into me starting practice, I had second chaired a criminal, a, actually a criminal trial here in uh, federal court in Kentucky. So um, the last in 2019, before the pandemic, I had two jury trials uh, that year. One where we got hit with a $2.6 million judgment. Um, but yeah, I know the functions of practicing law in front of a jury and, um, jury instructions and all the minutia that goes into preparing for trial and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I am also an attorney, so I can ask you intelligent questions, but I hide in an office all day. I don't uh, go out and do fun things. So I can't uh, wait to join you in that life. Yes. So. It's, it's, it is the life um, sort of. So, all right, guys. So let, let's talk a little bit here, just real quick. Henry Ruggs um, uh, for the, I'm sure at this point, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard about this story uh, was involved in a car accident. Um, I guess dawn or slightly before that uh, in Las Vegas in which he uh, was driving apparently above the speed limit. He was um, supposedly uh, driving under the influence um, uh, and to crash into another car, that car caught on fire. Uh, the passenger that was inside the other car, uh, was trapped inside, uh, and ultimately, uh, died because of the injury sustained there. Um, and, and the police have said already that they're going to charge him, that, that rug showed signs of impairment when they showed up. Uh, and so they are charging him, uh, with, um, let me just get the correct name here. Uh, DUI causing injury or death which is a specific law in Nevada that we'll talk about here in a second. Did I miss anything there, Mr. Sharp? Uh, no. Um, 
he was charged, yes, with DUI causing injury or death to another person. That is NRS 484C.430 under Nevada's code. I don't know what NRS stands for, but that's the the abbreviation is S probably stands for statute or probably it's probably revised. It's probably Nevada revised statute. Um, and the statute itself reads that someone causes a DUI causing death, injury or death when the driver does any act or neglects any duty imposed by law while driving or in an actual physical control of any vehicle uh, on or off the highways of the state if the act or neglect of a duty proximately causes the death or substantially bodily harm to another person. So, so let um, me ask you, pro proximate causation is a big term there um, that, that's used a lot um, in, in these kinds of cases. Can you just real quick tell us what proximate cause is? Yeah, I mean, there's proximate cause and cause in fact. And for the sake of this conversation, it's just important to know that is this the reason that this happened? Did, did, Henry Ruggs caused a death because he was impaired or broke some other law while driving. And um, as far as legal analysis goes, this one's really cut and dry. I mean, there's not a whole lot of a lot to discuss here. Um, he, you know, he it sounds like he was intoxicated if he was, in fact, over their legal limit. And there's no dispute that that he caused the death. He rear ended this person. Uh, that he rear-ended a woman in a Toyota. The Toyota caught fire, and um, Ruggs rear-ended him in his Chevrolet Corvette. So the only real question here is whether whether or not he was intoxicated um, above the legal limit, whatever it is in Nevada, which I'm guessing would be 0.08. It, uh, it, that seems so. to be what I have found, yes, that they, that is their yeah. cutoff as well there. Yeah. Yeah. So... So sentencing, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, some 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 laws, you know, there there's some wiggle room in terms of sentencing uh, for these kinds of things, um, and, and we don't officially know if this, you know, this is ultimately what he ends up being charged with. You know, he could he could plead down. They could end up charging him with something else uh, if they find that maybe he wasn't drunk or, or something like that. Um, but for right now, with what this particular law. The Nevada sentencing guidelines say two to twenty years, and that's non-negotiable. There, there is no wiggle room there for any sort of uh, probation or any or any suspended sentence or anything like that. If he is convicted of this particular crime, he will spend at least two years in a Nevada state prison. Yeah, that, and uh, that's why you know it's really going to depend on what kind of prosecutor he has because. You could have someone who wants to make a statement and, you know, get the harshest penalty possible here, make the make a name for themselves um, on Henry Ruggs case. But I don't know that Henry Ruggs has, you know, a history of acts like this, not that I've heard. So um, but still, I'm just I guess I'm just evaluating whether or not he could plead to a lesser charge. But given that there's no question on whether or not he committed this act, which it sounds like he did <laughs> as a prosecutor. Yeah. If you want to go to it, if you want to go to trial and waste a jury's time on something you did, that's, that's, that's on you. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely go to trial. It wouldn't, he'd probably be in trial by, 
you know, sometime early next spring, this this criminal trial can act like this could actually move fast. Um, at least in Kentucky, it could. So, um, I I think he's going to be convicted. I if I had to guess now, I would say that he does not. He's going to plead guilt. He'll eventually plead guilty to this charge. Actually, I don't see why a prosecutor would allow him to plead to something lesser than when there was a death caused. I mean, we have some precedent for this. Remember Dante Stallworth? Yeah, I pulled was, up some uh, information here. Just I figured that that might be something that we discussed. Yeah, Dante Stallworth had this, but I don't think Dante. I don't remember if Dante Stallworth was intoxicated, uh, and I believe it was on the highway, and the person that he killed like ran in the middle of the highway. There were mitigating oh, uh, factors. Yeah, he was drunk. Right. Um, but it, he was on like a four lane highway or something like that. Right. And this guy like jumped the barrier or whatever and like tried to sprint across the highway in, at like five in the morning. Um, yeah. And, and was struck. So there, there were some, you know, factors. We don't have any of that information uh, here now. Well, we I, do. I it's at the hard intersection of that. Rainbow Boulevard and Spring Valley Parkway. So not on a four lane highway. I'm not familiar with Nevada. Um, but it doesn't sound like that's a four lane highway. So I don't know that he's going to have the mitigating factors. I listen, if I had to guess, I had to guess back with the Deshaun Watson thing. And I said, I said, Deshaun Watson's not going to play this season because this thing isn't going to be resolved. Why would you settle cases when they've already been made public? The, the plaintiffs lose leverage there. And I'm saying here, I, Henry Ruggs doesn't have any leverage to, make a prosecutor offer him a lesser charge. So I think that eventually he's going to end up pleading to this charge. I think that he's going to spend, I would say that he's going to get the on the, the lower end of that sentencing um, time because I don't know that he has any priors. So I would say it's more likely that he gets two years than 20. But I, yeah, I don't see Henry Ruggs playing in the NFL again. And that's, you know, not to be insensitive, but we are a fantasy football podcast and company. Um, that's the long and short of it. I don't, I think Henry Ruggs, just like that in the blink of an eye, his football career is over. So um, that's that. Yeah. Are there, is there anything else we want to talk about with this or is that that good for you? Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's insensitive to talk about um, the ramifications for, um, you know, that, listen, please don't add us. We understand that there is a death here, um, that, you know, that things are more important than fantasy football, but just to cover all angles, uh, or do, do, what do you think? Do, should we do that? That no, feels like fine. a weird transition. That yeah. feels like a weird, a transition that I don't know if, the, if it covered us, if it washed us of, of everything enough. But, well, that's why um, I'm letting you do the talking. Cause I can just point at you. Like, if Felix was saying it, it wasn't right, 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 <laughs> right, right. No, but, um, uh, Hunter Renfro has been a safety blanket for Derek Carr. He's first in Renfro or third in Renfro, excuse me. Um, I think that Hunter Renfro is a guy who's already valuable. I mean, think about what his his career arc could look like. Um, you know, a slot receiver who becomes more more and more involved as he advances in his in his career. Um, he probably became more valuable. I don't know that Brian Rudd or excuse me. Um, Brian Edwards. What's his name? Edwards. Brian, Brian Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. Brian Edwards, you know, 
I just I, I don't know if they do the same type of thing. Uh, rugs and Edwards and and Edwards um, with all that hype about him being T.O. and Randy Moss combined it seems in the games that I've seen of the Raiders he's had some trouble coming down with contested catches and uh, being consistent so it's probably just stocked down for a little bit for Derek Carr who's going to rely on Darren Waller anyway um but uh, yeah, I gotta. I mean, I don't know who the third who's who's gonna be the third receiver there. It'll be interesting uh, maybe to see. Zay know, Jones. Uh, the Rams cut Deshaun Jackson today. I mean, if the Raiders feel like they're competing, there's a ready-made um, temporary solution there until you can figure something else out. Obviously, uh, they were not planning for this uh, uh, long term. So, I mean, th- that I think that is a situation to to watch at this point if if Jackson will go there or not. And, and I know that John Gruden isn't there, but the Raiders have always loved veterans. John Gruden has always loved veterans. So, yeah, I uh, I like that fit. Um, and he's from Southern California. After, so, I mean, not that far There you away. go. There you go. Very quick aside, I once had an interview where it got – the interview got testy because this person was challenging me on how old Deshaun Jackson was. I said Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson was in my recruiting class, so I know exactly how, or approximately how old he is because he graduated from high school in 2005. So, um, anyway, um, that person is no longer with the firm I'm at now. But uh, um, for for unrelated, but probably maybe sort of related reasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But I'm looking at the depth chart here, and they only list Zay Jones as the. as the fourth receiver here. So obviously he's, you know, going to see more snaps there and they just cut um, Willie Sneed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, maybe Foster Moreau, once he's healthy, Darren Waller, obviously is going to get a lot of targets there. So, um, but the, I mean, I think the conclusion here is, is that I just don't see how, because once he gets out of jail, in two or three years. He was already booked. We should add that. He was booked uh, this afternoon. So he's in jail. He will. I'm guessing that he'll make bond uh, at some point after he's arraigned. And he will wait for trial and, or wait to, wait to, to plea. So uh, I just don't see how he plays football again, even after. He's young enough that he could. But we're looking two, three years down the road. Is the NFL going to want to touch him um, after all of this? Maybe it, they could. I mean, you know, Adrian Peterson is still playing with all of his issues that he had with, and uh, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is still playing. Um, and Michael Vick came back. So maybe, but I think that you're looking at a Michael Vick type break in his career. Um well, I just don't. Don, Don, we, do we talk about Dante Stallworth came back? Dante Stallworth came back too. He, he was actually he, was in he 2009. served 30 days though. Yeah, but he, yeah, I think he only served 30 days in jail, and it was in the it was like February to March. He was like, you know what? I'll do push-ups for 30 days in the jail cell, and I'll be out back here in time for OTAs. That's not going to be the case for uh, for Henry Ruggs. Yeah. And, and just one other thing to note here, I think, guys, uh, the exempt list. I guess there's been a big deal the past couple of weeks when they've been talking about the Sean Watson that there is um, there needs to be a felony on the table uh, for them to consider uh, the commissioner's exempt list. Um, there is a felony on the table here, so I think we can assume fairly quickly 
that he's probably going to go on that exempt list for the rest of the year. Is that I, I don't think they'll cut him, at least not right now. I think that that's short term what's going to happen. Do not be surprised if that's the case. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining uh, the C2C Take an Uber, guys. legal hour. Take an Uber. Take an Uber. Take a freaking Uber. Yep. Yeah. Moral of the story. As we, as happens all the time with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Felix. Well, thanks for, for sitting down to chat with me. Let's do this again sometime. I'm never talking to you again. That's fair. That's, that's about how I felt this conversation went as well. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs>